Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hello, hello, my sunshines, and welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. It is your host and holistic health coach, Chelsea Eithoven, and I am so excited to bring you this episode. I'm recording here on a Sunday because I think this is just what happens when you love your job, right? You just wake up with inspiration and want to record stuff on a Sunday and do work on a Sunday. (laughs) So today we are going to talk about snacking. We're going to dive into snacking on a deep level and have you understand. I don't like to just throw tactics at you and not give you the why behind them. I like you to know the why because I've mentioned this before, but me, myself, I am very, what's the word? Rebellious, stubborn, probably all of the above. But if I don't have a why behind why I'm doing something, I'm so much less likely to follow through with it. So I want to tell you what I suggest for snacking for my clients and why, and some of my thoughts on snacking in general. Before we dive into that topic, I would like to ask something of you. So if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've been listening to it, binging all the episodes and enjoying it so much, then I would appreciate it so much if you would take the time right now to pause and go leave me a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. That will help me so much. And that would just be a small way to say thank you for this podcast if you are enjoying it. And I thank you so much in advance. I love reading the reviews and I also love getting DMs from you guys on Instagram telling me that you're enjoying it and you're getting lots of value from the podcast. So keep that up. And if you don't know my Instagram, follow me at Bright Light Chels. You can find me there. That's where I hang out most is Instagram and now here on the podcast. So let's get back into snacking. As you know, and you probably have found out by listening to the other episodes, I love getting into these big, deep, juicy topics, right? I like talking about manifestation and the psychology of eating and our purpose here on the planet, right? I love that big picture stuff. It seriously gets me so jazzed up to talk about that. But I am a holistic health coach, and a big part of holistic health is what? Da-da-da! Eating, right? And sometimes I forget to (laughs) dive into some of the simpler stuff, right? Like, what the heck should I be eating for my meals, Chelsea? What should I be snacking on? These are questions I get all the time. Is snacking okay? What kind of snacks should I have? And first of all, I'm going to start this by saying I will never should on you. (laughs) I will never tell you what you should do because a big part of my philosophy as a holistic health coach is to help you learn what's best for your individual body. Now, that being said, there are some best practices and some things that you can try out that I suggest for clients and I have them try out and see if it works well for them because of the nutritional knowledge that I have, just giving you options that will help optimize yourself, essentially. We're going to dive into what I suggest for clients for snacking. And as you saw the title of this podcast, we call them pro snacks. And I will get into what a pro snack is, why we call it that, and why it's beneficial for you. Okay, so are you a big snacker? Do you like to munch throughout the day? There's really no right or wrong answer to this. If you like to snack or you don't like to snack, everybody, like I mentioned before, is different. And every body, every physical body is different in its preferences, right? Now, 
That being said, again, there are some things that can inhibit you if you have certain goals and you want to feel like your fittest and healthiest self and you want to reach a certain weight or you have any goals with up-leveling your body. Some habits with eating might not be benefiting you and helping you get there, right? For example, if a habit of yours is kind of just randomly munching throughout the day and grabbing things as you go along, but you're not really hungry, you're just munching because there's some M&Ms on your desk and your kid finished its chick- his chicken nuggets, but he didn't eat all of them. So you eat the rest of those and you have, you know, there's donuts in the office and you eat donuts just because they're there. So if you have some habits like that, we're going to talk about some better ways to snack, some smarter ways to snack. Pro snacks, right? <laughs> now, for eating timing inside my programs, my health coaching programs, I do start clients on a more structured approach. The reason for this is to make sure that they're getting enough fuel. First of all, a lot of women are chronically underfueling ourselves. And if I were to start them on an intuitive approach for a lot of women, particularly women who have been doing the diet cycle for quite a while and women who have been steeped in diet culture, which if you are living in today's day and age is likely the case, right? You've likely been surrounded by diet culture your entire life and you've likely picked up a lot of these things that we have considered to be true that may not necessarily be true. They're just things that you've learned from diet culture. So I start clients on a more structured approach because if you've been chronically underfueling yourself and I throw you into an intuitive way of eating where you're listening to your body, you may have trouble even hearing your body's signals, listening to when it's telling you to honor hunger and honor fullness. You may have no idea how much food you're supposed to be eating and what's the most beneficial for you. So we start with structure and we actually do a gradual release to a more intuitive approach of eating. And I find this is super effective for people who have a history of dieting because like I said, first, they're not even sure how to listen to their body or trust their body. So what we do while they're practicing this more structured approach and trying out different ways of making (laughs) structured, balanced meals, when they start practicing that, and then while they're practicing that, we are also learning how to tune into our body, how to listen to our body's signals and pay attention to it and actually follow what the guidance our body is giving us for when and how much to eat. So we start with that structured approach with three meals a day, and we use a balanced meal structure that I teach inside my programs called the one three plate, which if you have been hanging around here for a while, you may have already heard of. If you haven't heard of it and want to know more about that, check out some of my past episodes about some of my, I think it's in one of the first two episodes. I'll put it in the show notes, which one talks about the one three plate so that you can listen to that if you're interested. And then what I suggest for snacks, so they have their three meals a day, and then for snacks, they're doing pro snacks if they feel hungry for them. Now, what is a pro snack? So a pro snack is a snack that is a combination of protein and produce. So the protein can be any kind of protein you enjoy eating, right? So it could be rolled up deli meat. It could be cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. It could be chicken sausage, chicken, turkey, any kind of animal protein. Could be some kind of protein powder if you wanted to do some kind of shake. If you're a big fan of shakes or smoothies, it could be like a mini meal like that. Really any kind of protein you enjoy. If you are vegetarian or vegan, it could be a plant-based protein such as uh, tofu or tempeh or any kind of legume that has protein in it, chickpeas, edamame. Again, anything that you enjoy. That's the protein portion. And produce is also quite literally any produce that you enjoy eating. And you combine those two things and eat them together and that makes your pro snack. And so produce can be any kind of fresh fruit that you like eating, any kind of fresh vegetable that you like eating. It could even be frozen fruit, frozen vegetables. It could be a little mini salad. It could be canned vegetables or, you know, canned vegetables. I wouldn't say canned fruit because then we get into a super syrupy, sugary type thing. And so we want to keep it as fresh as possible. But when I say that, frozen produce is also extremely fresh in my eyes because it's frozen at an optimal time and it is 
you know, it doesn't even have as many preservatives because it's frozen. That's the preservative, right? So it actually frozen frozen produce can actually have as much, if not maybe even more nutrients because it's frozen at the optimal time for ripeness, has the most micronutrients at that time. So yeah, don't shun frozen produce from this. <laughs> That's just like a little mini PSA. And same for canned produce, okay? It's all about what is the most readily available to you? What can you afford within your price range? And what do you have easy access to? Because if you don't have easy access to fresh produce, then that's not going to be an option for you. And that is okay. Okay. (laughs) So why do we do protein and produce snacks? The combination of protein and produce, especially if it's a high fiber source of produce, which most produce has fiber in it and a decent amount of fiber, the protein and that fiber are going to have a significant impact on physical hunger. It's going to hold you over till your next meal. Now, Another thing though, it's not a full meal, right? We're not including an extra carbohydrate. We're not including a healthy fat. And the reason for that is because then if we're including all of those things, that is an actual meal, right? And I don't think most snacks should hold you over, should be a full meal. Because if you're hungry for a full meal, you should be eating a full meal, right? (laughs) You shouldn't be trying to eat just protein and produce. You should eat a full meal. and, And it's totally okay to trust your body when it's hungry for a full meal and to be able to eat that even if it's a time that you don't normally eat a meal and here's a question for you because sometimes this can be confusing too are you able to tell the difference between hunger for a meal and hunger for a snack do you feel like your hunger just comes on like a freaking wrecking ball and like you don't even notice it until it's way too late and you're like quickly running for something as soon as you can eat it because you're starving and hangry or are you able to notice that hunger beforehand and and just be able to decipher the difference between hunger between a snack or hunger for a meal so if you have trouble deciphering between this, then maybe what I'll do is I'll record a podcast episode on this. If you're interested in this, shoot me a DM on Instagram, again, at Bright Light Chills. And if I get multiple people sending me a message, then I will do an episode on this, recognizing hunger, understanding hunger and fullness, maybe even talking about the hunger and fullness scale and knowing the difference between levels of hunger. And one thing that I do work deeply with clients on is learning to honor their hunger. If you are physically hungry, meaning that you actually feel your stomach at the point of emptiness and almost like a growling, rumbly sensation or an actual physical growling, I am sorry, but coffee is just not going to suffice. A hot tea is just not going to suffice. Or I hope these aren't a thing anymore, but I remember the like appetite suppressant lollipops a couple years ago. That is not showing your body self-care, right? If you are physically hungry, you might need to eat a snack. And I want to compare this to another bodily function. So let's think about the sensation of having to pee. (laughs) you have to go to the bathroom, right? You all know that sensation so well. (laughs) Every single one of us can recognize that sensation. Now, if you had the urge to go to the bathroom, would you ignore it? And would you actually make that mean something about yourself and say, oh my gosh, I just freaking went to the bathroom an hour ago. I should not have to go to the bathroom again. What is wrong with me? There is seriously something wrong with me. I didn't go to the bathroom at this time yesterday. Yesterday, why do I feel like I have to go to the bathroom at this time now? You know what? I'm just going to hold it until my normal time, which is 6 p.m., and I'm just going to suffer through it because I should not need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Does that sound crazy to you? Because it freaking sounds crazy to me. But this is what we do in response to hunger, which is another physiological signal that our body sends us, right? We don't ignore it and we just understand that if we have to go to the bathroom more in one day, that means that we likely had a higher intake of liquids that day, right? We understand that that means, hmm, well, this must just be a response to my actions. And so because of that, I'm just going to honor it and go to the bathroom. (laughs) We don't question it at all. 
But when it comes to questioning our hunger, it is such a different story. We don't trust it and we feel like it can't be trusted and we feel like our bodies are almost betraying us. But similar to when you go to the bathroom, if you are hungry at an abnormal time of day or you are having a particularly more hungry day where you are physically needing more fuel than you normally do or you're hungry at a different time than usual, there are so many factors that can be contributing to that. I mean, a gender neutral factor is the um, physical activity. How much physical activity have you been doing? And even if you're thinking like, well, I didn't go to the gym, you could be exerting physical energy in other ways, right? Doing more walking throughout the day and just, you know, things that we don't even think count as movement might be burning a lot of calories, cleaning the house, running around with kids. There are lots of things that are burning calories that could be contributing to your higher activity level and therefore higher hunger level, right? Now, if you identify as a woman and you have a menstrual cycle, there are also certain periods throughout your menstrual cycle that you are burning more calories and you are physically hungrier and your body actually needs more calories. Now, I will say it's not as many as we think, right? Like you wouldn't need 700 more calories because you're on your period. So just go ahead and eat Ben and Jerry's all day or (laughs) whatever, like we typically associate it with. But there are certain phases in our menstrual cycle where we may need to uptick our calories to, you know, 150 to 200 calories more, which I'm not a calorie counter, but that would be about probably most protein and produce snacks. So I want you to start trying to give your hunger signals the same respect and honor them the same way that you do your other physical signals such as having to feel like you have to go to sleep or feeling like you need to go to the bathroom because it is the same thing. It's just something that we've been conditioned around a little bit differently. Now, that is one side of honoring hunger and snacks, right? Actually eating when you're hungry and not ignoring that. On the other hand, I do have some strong opinions, and I will say this part is purely opinion, but I do have some strong opinions about snack culture. I actually think that snacks are way overvalued in our society. And I actually don't think snacks are always necessary. Again, this is individual, but for most people, I think if we think we need a snack or we're eating a snack at the same time every day, even if we're not physically hungry, that could just also be conditioning, right? We just got used to eating a snack at that time. We got used to eating a snack when we're bored and we need a pick-me-up. We got used to eating a snack at 3 p.m. every day. We may not necessarily need that. And for me personally, again, don't take my personal experience and make that mean something about your personal experience, but I'll just share my personal experience. I only feel hungry, physical hunger for a snack, probably if I was guesstimating about five days out of the month. The rest of the month, I just completely, I eat my three meals and I'm done. That's, I I don't think about food in between my meals because my meals fill me up enough to get to the next meal. And, you know, again, our hunger levels fluctuate. So there's about five days out of the month, approximately, maybe even less than that, that sometimes I feel like I need a snack. And again, this also depends on a lot of other things like how satisfying your meals are, your physical activity levels, all those things we talked about before. But in my opinion, we are conditioned to feel like we need snacks. And again, I'm just going to keep saying this, in my opinion, that is so people can sell stuff, right? We live in a capitalist society. (laughs) It's based on selling stuff, which I think has its pros and its cons, right? I'll just say that. Now, there is a huge market created purely around snacks, I mean, seriously, just walk down the multiple, multiple snack aisles at the grocery store and you will see exactly what I mean, right? There are cookies, there's there's little mini cakes, there's, I'm trying to think because I hardly go down those aisles anymore. There's a whole aisle for chips, right? <laughs> Isn't there? Yeah, there's a whole aisle for chips. There's crackers, pretzels, rice cakes, all kinds of things that when we think of a snack, that is traditionally what we think of, something in those aisles. Now, what are most of those, obviously not all of them, but what are most of those snacks, what are they composed of? Mostly all carbohydrates, 
right? A handful of goldfish is all carbohydrates. Crackers, all carbohydrates. Chips, carbohydrates, right? And some of these are a combination of carbohydrate and fat. Some will also have protein in there. But for the most part, when we think of a snack, we think of carbs. And a lot of times when I think of this, I also think of little kids and snacking. The way that America does snacks for kids is totally different than some other countries, particularly European countries. And if you are living in a European country and you're listening to this and you feel like this is not accurate, please message me and let me know. (laughs) But from my perspective, American kids, we kind of just like give them a snack whenever they want it, which again, honoring hunger is great, but sometimes it just becomes a habit, right? And I've noticed and I've heard that in other countries and other cultures, that's not as normal. We tell the kid, you know, there's an hour till dinner, go play and we'll eat in an hour, right? Hunger is not viewed as an emergency because hunger shouldn't be an emergency, especially if you're eating balanced meals, then hunger, the way your hunger comes on changes a little bit. And we'll talk about this in a second. So before you take this out of context, I don't want this to be taken out of context because y'all know I love me a carbohydrate. (laughs) But there is a way to be smart with carbs and a way to eat them so that they're benefiting you and giving you the optimal energy and vibrancy that they're supposed to. And there's also a way to eat them that they're not living up to their full potential. And they they may actually be bringing you a little bit farther away from your goals. And I'll explain why. It's not because carbs make you fat, but I will explain why eating a snack that is just carbohydrates may be bringing you a little bit farther away from having a great relationship with food and your body and having, if you have goals to up-level your body or lose body fat, that that may not be the best choice for this period in your life, right? So again, I don't want this to be taken out of context. And like I'm saying that you can never have a snack that's just carbs because I am all about food freedom that's going to happen sometimes. But the pro snack is a, a formula that you can use most of the time, right? I'm very much about let's do this most of the time. And some of the time you're going to have a donut for a snack and that's awesome. I love it. But most of the time, try a protein and produce snack and see how it changes your your eating habits, right? And see if it helps, so if you want to hear more about my view on carbs and some some information about carbs, then go back and listen to the episode. It's called, So Do I Have to Cut Carbs to Lose Weight? Listen to that episode and it'll give you a lot of insight on carbs. Again, I don't want this to be taken out of context. I am not saying, saying cut out carbs by any means. I love carbs. All right, moving on. So the reason that we want to eat the protein and produce snack instead of something like a simple carbohydrate like goldfish or crackers is because eating carbs alone causes a blood sugar roller coaster. Okay, so blood sugar roller coaster, what happens when you are experiencing a blood sugar roller coaster, you eat something. And in this case, you eat something that has just carbohydrates, no protein, fiber, healthy fat to slow down the absorption of that insulin. Your blood sugar spikes up super, super, super high. So way higher than a normal blood sugar level should be. Now, As we know, when there's one extreme, the other extreme is always bound to come, right? Versus when we stay in the middle, and that's what a lot of my programs are about, right? Is staying in the middle with this stuff, right? Not taking anything to too far of an extreme because it actually ends up backfiring. Same thing with blood sugar. So your blood sugar spikes up super, super, super high. And then therefore, once it gets to the top, it's going to eventually decline and it goes down super low and you dip down into low blood sugar levels. When you dip into low blood sugar levels, what happens is your body is really smart. Honestly, our bodies are genius. What they want to do is they are like, oh my gosh, our blood sugar is too low. We need to immediately get back up there. We need to immediately raise it to a normal level. So we're going to send send signals to the brain for cravings for carbohydrates and sugar. So if you often get that 3 p.m. craving for carbohydrate and sugar, or you just feel those random 
impulses and cravings throughout the day. It could be something to do with your blood sugar levels. They may not be stable throughout the day. And that's something we work on extensively inside my programs is keeping blood sugar at a stable level throughout the day because overall you just feel better. When you're on that blood sugar roller coaster going up and down and up and down and up and down, some common experiences, again, are cravings specifically for carbs and sugar, fatigue, headaches, moodiness, sometimes even nausea, just not good stuff, right? Stuff we don't really want to be experiencing. (laughs) Irritability, just it's just not fun. So instead of eating those carbs that are, like I said, going to shoot you up and then bring you back down and give you a craving for more carbs and sugar, on the other hand, things like protein, fiber, and healthy fat, when they're in combination with carbs, keep blood sugar levels steady. And same with a protein and produce stack. That's not going to shoot your blood sugar levels super high because it has that protein and that fiber to stabilize the blood sugar. And I'm not going to get into all the science of that because, you know, Sometimes we don't need all the science. We just need the basic outline to understand it. (laughs) I'm a nerd, so I love getting into all the sciencey details, but I know that sometimes that's not your jam, right? (laughs) So we'll keep that to a minimum and just say that that is why a protein and produce snack is going to benefit you more. It's not going to spike you up super high and drop you super low with your blood sugar. It's going to keep you relatively stable. Protein and fiber, which fiber again will be found in Inside the produce portion also have that staying power. They're super satiating. So when you are hungry, if you're feeling physical hunger for a snack, which is when I suggest clients do eat snacks, I, I suggest that they don't eat snacks just out of habit or just because I have them eat snacks if they're physically hungry. And so if you're physically hungry, those carbs are not going to satiate you the same way that protein and fiber will. So some examples of some of my favorite protein and produce snacks are, I like to keep it pretty simple most of the time. So I will do some kind of protein. A lot of times I will do some deli ham or deli turkey rolled up. And sometimes I'll put a little bit of honey mustard on it too, or beef jerky, one of those three for my protein. And then for produce, I'll have some kind of easy veggie that I already have chopped up. So some of my favorites are Cucumbers, I chop them up at the beginning of the week and keep them in the fridge. Baby carrots, the tiny baby bell peppers, I'll chop those up and take the seeds out and have those readily available. I like to keep some fresh fruit sometimes. I'm not a huge fruit person, but if you are a fruit person, then this would be a great time to have some fruit. So you can have some cut up watermelon, some berries, maybe handheld fruit that's easy to grab like pears or apples or oranges, whatever your taste preference are, go for that, right? So just any kind of protein and produce. Another fun protein and produce snack would be if you eat some Greek yogurt. So some plain Greek yogurt and add some berries on that. Sometimes I will even sprinkle in some protein powder and, you know, to give it a little flavor or stevia and PB2 to make like a peanut butter type flavor and then some berries on top. That's my produce and kind of mix it all together. That's really good if you're in the mood for something sweet. Sometimes cottage cheese with everything but the bagel seasoning and some tomatoes chopped up, or you can even do the sweet cottage cheese. Sometimes I do cottage cheese really similar to the way that I do the Greek yogurt. PSA also, if you have never heard of it or never seen it, keep your eyes out for good culture cottage cheese. I swear I need to reach out to them and ask if they will sponsor me because I talk about this all the time on my Instagram. If you don't like cottage cheese, you need to try good culture before you write it off altogether. It is the best cottage cheese I have ever had. You know how cottage cheese is normally like very slimy and then it gets like you open it once and there's a watery puddle on the top and it's like really gross. This does not do that. It is a completely different texture. It changes the game. It's a light blue container, good culture cottage cheese. They don't sell it at Walmart yet from what I've seen, but they have it at 
at like Rouse's and Publix. I have lived in the Southeast for my entire life. So, you know, Rouse's, Publix are places that I know. Target has it, I know, but check that out. I swear it changes the game. Some other options for protein produce snacks though, you could do a little mini protein shake. So if you like protein powder and then you could put some whatever produce you want, right? You can put some fruit, you can put some cauliflower rice or spinach, all the all of the above, put some almond milk, whip up a shake and that would be a great protein and produce snack. Or do a little mini salad, right? A mini salad is sometimes a great protein and produce snack. So a little mini salad with a tuna packet on top or something like that, a protein that you have readily available. Again, deli turkey, deli ham would be a great option for that. Or you can go completely random. Whatever you have in your fridge that is already cooked, some leftovers from last night. If you got some chicken sausage, whip that out. If you have some cooked zucchini, whip that out really anything. This is up to you. You could do a little mini egg white omelet and you could do a little omelet with any kind of vegetable that you want on it. That would be a great protein and produce snack. It really depends on convenience for you. What do you have time to do? If you work at home and you have time to whip up a little egg white omelet, you don't have kids, you know, take your time and do that and enjoy it. But at the same, on the same note, if you don't have time and you're running around and you're busy and you're going to work, then just pack a protein and produce snack just in case you need it. And it could be something super simple. Like I said, that requires zero prep, like that deli ham and baby carrots or cucumbers or something like that, or the Greek yogurt. So make this work for you and also make it work for your personal preferences and tastes. Because I don't believe in eating food that we hate (laughs) in the name of fat loss, weight loss, improving your body, whatever. Why not? Because it's not sustainable. If you're not enjoying it along the way, you're not going to enjoy it when you get there. And therefore, you're going to probably revert back to your old habits before you started whatever diet you're starting. (laughs) Right? So I like to keep it sustainable and enjoyable the entire time. Okay. One other thing, if you try the protein and produce snack and it's not holding you over enough, then feel free to add in a healthy fat, right? So you could add in some peanut butter or almond butter to Greek yogurt and berries. You can add some hummus to the dip your veggies in with your deli meat. You could add slices of cheese, whatever kind of fat, again, that you enjoy. You could add an olive oil-based salad dressing to the salad with tuna. Anything that you enjoy, if you find that the protein and produce itself is not satiating you, add a a tablespoon or two of healthy fat and that see if that helps, right? Before you say, this doesn't work, I don't like this. Try that first. (laughs) So those are pro snacks and I find them to be so helpful. And more importantly, I find them to be really enjoyable right? My clients are getting their carbohydrates with their meals, with every single meal. And so it's not a a tactic of cutting carbs. It's a tactic of being smart and actually eating something that's going to hold you over and have you feel really good versus something that is not going to take care of your blood sugar and end up in you feeling maybe not so hot a little bit after you ate the snack. So I hope you found this to be extremely helpful. And if you try a protein and produce snack and you enjoy it, or if you try it either way, shoot me a DM and let me know how you like it, right? Bright light, Chels, shoot me a DM. And before you go, I do want to announce something so exciting to you. I am so elated to share this with you. Okay, so I have been working on a new project and this program that I have created has been in the making and in the works for seriously a year. I've been molding and editing and adding and removing from my program before I created this because I wanted to make sure before I created this kind of program that I had made the Vibrancy Guide the most transformational educational experience that also is super enjoyable, but it's gonna get you those results that you want. You're gonna come out of the other end feeling so vibrant and like you are just ready to take off and continue the rest of your journey for the rest of your life. Like you will be amped up and you'll have so much energy and vibrancy. You will just feel incredible. And I wanted you to have as many tools as possible. And I 
gathered the tools that have been the most helpful for me in my journey, tools that are scientifically proven to help you, and also tools that my clients have found to be extremely useful. And I've cut the cut the fat, right? Cut the unnecessary things. So what is launching this October is the Vibrancy Guide Group Coaching Program. And I am so elated. I'm so excited because it is so good. I can't even explain to you. I don't think I've ever been more proud of something in my entire life. (laughs) So the group coaching program will start in early October. I believe the week of October 5th. I will double check that though. And I am taking 10 women max for this first round of the Vibrancy Guide group coaching. I'm only taking 10 women because it's the first round. So I want to keep it super, super intimate, right? And I want to make sure that each and every woman feels supported 100%. They feel like they get the amount of attention that they need. They feel that they can ask all the questions they want. They feel that they get the time that they need with me individually. They're just supported fully in this transformation. So who this program is for is for the woman who number one wants to heal her relationship with food, who has a lot of beliefs that are holding her back and really her her relationship with food is making a big strain on the rest of her life, right? It's it's negatively affecting the rest of her life. She has lots of beliefs about this food is good, this food is bad, I can't eat carbs after dark, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. If I even look at a muffin sideways, I gain weight. And she doesn't want it to be such a struggle anymore. She wants to be able to eat a normal amount of bread, eat one piece of bread at dinner and not obsess about it and not when something that's in her vicinity that she enjoys eating doesn't have to feel like she's white knuckling it until eventually she finally gives in and eats all of it, right? (laughs) This used to be me for so many years and it affected my life because I, I really didn't want to socialize. I didn't want to go to restaurants. I didn't want to drink alcohol. I didn't want to do anything that I felt would caused me to go off the rails with food. And when I did do those things, I was in an extremely screw it mindset, right? And I've come out the other end of that. And I feel I have such a healthy relationship with food. I can eat candy and chocolate and bread and all these things without overeating them. And I just enjoy them to the point that I want to enjoy them. And I stop when I'm not enjoying it anymore, which is usually not very much because I allow myself to have it and there's no guilt associated with it. And there's no thoughts of, oh, I can't eat that again on Monday, so I better eat it all now, right? And I understand that this process is not easy to conquer on your own. So that is a huge, huge, huge benefit of the program. And it's also for the woman who wants to achieve a level of health and fitness that she feels so confident and vibrant. But also at the same time, she wants to achieve a level of health and fitness within the weight range that her body wants to be, because that is where she's going to be able to easily maintain it. So what do I mean by this? I'm not going to give you a cookie cutter eating program that will get you down and I'm not going to promise that you're going to get down to a double zero. Why not? Not everybody is meant to be a double zero. If your body is meant to be that size, then that's what's going to naturally happen for you. But if your body feels healthiest and fittest at a size six and you just feel bomb at that size and you want to find the size that you feel that way, right? And you feel so healthy and fit, but also satisfied and strong and vibrant, and you're not obsessing about food, and it's easy to maintain, this program will be for you. It's also for the open-minded woman because we dive into some things that are a little bit different than what you will see in a typical diet. (laughs) So let's get into what we're going to dive into. So the program is three portions. There's education, transformation, and experience. Those are the three uh, areas of the program that we kind of hone in on. And in the education portion, what we do is each week you will receive a masterclass to watch on your own time covering a certain topic. So I don't think I said this before, but this program is 16 weeks long. So that's four months. So I've got you covered and you've got my full support from October 
all the way through January, which means I'm going to help you get through the hard stuff. I'm going to help you get through the holidays, through the Halloween candy, through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through New Year's. And how to handle that, navigate that where you're enjoying food and you're enjoying drinks with your family, but you're not feeling like you're gaining 20 pounds of the holiday season. You're feeling like really in control and good around food and your body, right? That can be a really hard time, which is why this is my favorite time of year to be coaching because I think it's so valuable. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's a 16-week program education portion, you get these masterclasses. It is broken up into three categories. The first five weeks, we focus on a vibrant body. So a vibrant body and physical health, right? So we're going to talk about what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. Um, Again, we're going to start with a structure and we're going to gradually release to a more intuitive approach, right? And then in that five weeks, we're going to talk about eating for energy, how to handle treats, sweets, and alcohol. We're going to talk about living in that messy middle, right? So nutrition on vacation, weekends, holidays, special events. We're going to dive into how to honor hunger and fullness. We're going to talk about movement and exercise and sleep, everything that has to do with your physical body and having a vibrant, healthy, energized body. That's the first five weeks of the education portion. The next five weeks, so six through 10, weeks six through 10, we're going to focus on the mind and using the human brain as a tool for your vibrancy. So we're going to talk about the psychology of eating. We're going to talk about what a craving is in the brain, and you're going to get a ton of tools to handle cravings. So some tools are going to physically reduce your craving. We're going to rewire your brain, how it handles cravings. And we're going to give you some other tips and tools to handle cravings in the moment and learn the difference of when to indulge in a craving and when to, maybe there's going to be some times that you're not going to want to indulge in a craving. And we're going to talk about the difference, right? We're going to talk about self-sabotage, what to do when you have a hard time keeping your word to yourself and how to overcome that. We're going to talk about stress and how stress is impacting your physical body, how to reduce it and handle it, and also the psychology of alcohol, right, and your relationship with alcohol. Alcohol for a lot of us can feel really hard to resist, and for most of us, that doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. So you're going to understand why you get these alcohol cravings and how to have a healthy relationship with it. And also, lastly, using your your mind as a tool for vibrancy, we're going to talk about emotional eating and we're going to you're going to get a bunch of emotional regulation tools. You're going to learn how to reduce emotional eating by handling the emotions, right, starting from the root. And you're also going to learn how to start each day optimizing your emotions and making sure you're you're paying attention to your emotional health and keeping that in tip top shape. And then the next five weeks, right? So I recognize that's 5, 10, 15. We'll talk about the 16th week in a moment. The next five weeks, we're going to talk about the soul, right? And having a vibrant soul and what your soul has to do with all of this, right? (laughs) So in this section, this portion of the education, you're going to learn about manifestation. If you have heard of manifestation and have no idea what it is, this you're going to get a manifestation and energetics 101 class and understand more about that. Also, if you've never used it with health and fitness, but you've manifested other things, you're going to learn how to use this tool in health and fitness. It is so insanely valuable. I can't even stress this. And I like to put this in the soul piece because I do think that this is something that we already know on a soul level, but we just have to remind our human brains again, because it comes back to conditioning. What we're taught about things is not necessarily always the case. So we do a little bit of deconditioning and we identify and rewire some of your limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Some examples of common ones we do are, oh, well, because of my age, my metabolism's slow. Because I had babies, I'm never gonna have the body, a body that I like again. I'm always gonna hate my body from now on. Because of my genetics and what my you know parents look like and what I grew up eating, I'm never gonna have a body that I feel proud in my, you know, I can't get over this all or nothing pattern. I just, this is just how I am. I just eat like crap on the weekends and eat healthy during the week. This is just who I am. These are limiting beliefs that you can 
rewire if you know the strategies. And once you rewire them, you can become the kind of person that is healthy and vibrant and fit and feels incredible and has so much to offer the world because you do have so much to offer the world. And sometimes our relationship with food and our body gets in the way of us having the amount of confidence that we need to fulfill our truest and deepest desires on this planet. And that is the whole purpose of this program is empowerment. When you feel empowered around your food and health choices, you feel empowered in other areas of your life. And that is what I want for you, for you to feel empowered to do whatever it is that you want to do on this planet in this lifetime, right? So in the soul piece, we'll also discuss your relationship with pleasure and how to have fun and enjoy life and play your way to a fitter, healthier body and a happier life. How awesome is that? And the last thing we'll talk about in that section is embracing your feminine spirit. So we're going to talk about how to cycle sync and use your menstrual cycle to optimize your health, right? We have been taught to operate like men and that we should be productive 24-7 and that we should be doing the same exercises and eating the same foods all month long. That's simply not the case. And you may actually be working against yourself and burning yourself out by not resting at the appropriate times in your cycle, not doing certain kinds of fitness in certain times of your cycle. And this is about learning the way to work with your menstrual cycle to really boost your productivity, your health, and your fitness. And it is incredible. When you learn this, it seriously changes the game. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the the last week, we're going to do a celebration ceremony. And we're also going to talk about how to continue on with your optimal vibrancy and health. Why do I do that? And why is there a whole session dedicated to that? A whole uh, masterclass dedicated to that is because this is meant to be beginning. This 16-week program is meant to help you start your journey to vibrancy. It is not meant to be the end. It is meant to help you re-tap in and connect to yourself and be the most vibrant you that you can be and From that point on, just continue up-leveling from there. It is not meant to be the end. It's meant to be the beginning. So obviously, with that, we want to talk about how to continue these habits and what's the best course for you personally. So that's the education portion, and that's the most in detail I'll get because I want you to know what that education all encompasses. For the transformation portion, obviously learning this information and having the education is important. But I always like to say that knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. So the transformation portion is you taking what you learn in each masterclass each week, putting it into your life, trying these practices and seeing what works for you. And when you do that, you will also have group coaching. So every other week we'll have a group coaching session where you get to ask me questions, you get to pick my brain, I get to help you up level into the most vibrant version of yourself via coaching. And coaching is so powerful and it's becoming such a big industry and I love it because it is incredible. I have coaches myself, I've had coaches for a while and I they really, really help you see things in a different way and up level. So you will get coaching, we'll do a group coaching class, that's the transformation piece. And for the experience piece, I have also added into here because I want this to be a fun experience. So part of the experience is the group portion of it, right? You're going to be going through this program with women who are like-minded women. They're into the same things you are. They are going through the same journey. They value transformation and vibrancy and self-development. And that is always so nice to have women surrounding you that are into those same kind of things because it helps you fuel and continue to up-level yourself, right? You are the five people that you hang out with most. So being in this group program, you're going to be surrounded by wonderful women who have the same goals and outlooks as you, which is going to be really, really fun. Also part of the experience piece. I mentioned that the bi-weekly, right? We have bi-weekly coaching sessions, which means every other week. So there's eight coaching sessions. On the off week of the coaching session, we will have Emery Jenkins doing 
booty yoga classes for us and instructing us through booty yoga class. And I'm so excited. And it is not booty like your booty. It's booty like B-U-T-I, booty. (laughs) And the booty yoga classes are, booty yoga is so much fun. It's a combination of cardio and strength training in a yoga class, but it's really, there's a lot of tribal dance moves and it's all about embodying your power and really bringing back in touch your mind, body, and soul. So how could that not be more aligned, right? So in addition to everything that you're getting in this program, you're also getting eight booty yoga classes. They are so much. So Emery will also help us a lot with talking about intuitive movement and talking about her journey with this too. And she has so much valuable stuff to say. Speaking of guest coaching, there will also be some other experts sharing their expertise with us. So we'll have some additional master classes sprinkled throughout the program, like a human design reading expert is going to talk to us about human design and how to bring that into our health and fitness. A acupuncturist and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner is going to tell us a little bit about how we can use that to optimize our health and so much more. I swear I could talk about this for five hours. I'm so excited for it. It is going to be the most comprehensive, educational, enjoyable experience to go through. So, you know, it's about transformation, but it's also about fun and enjoying the process. And if you can't tell, my voice keeps getting higher and higher because I am having so much fun putting it together and bringing in people that are going to give you so much value. I just cannot wait to release this to you. So again, first round is only 10 women. If you are interested and you're like, oh my gosh, this is for me, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Bright Light Chels. I will also put up a sign up page in the show notes so you can sign up there if you're interested. Financial investment is the lowest it will ever be for this program. And if I do say so myself, it is worth way more than what I am charging and what it will cost. So if you are interested and you want to do it, I would say do it now because you'll have a lifetime access to that education portion to all those master classes. And I will continue to update those as I continue the program. So you'll get it the first time and then you'll also get all the updates along the way. So whenever I update it, you'll get new information for literally the rest of your life. It'll be an evergreen course, that educational portion. So if you're interested, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Bright Light Chels or sign up via the link in the show notes. And I cannot wait to support you in this journey. And, you know, even if you're just here listening to this podcast and that's not for you, I just want to take a moment to congratulate you. You just spent an hour of your day listening to something that is up-leveling you physically and emotionally, and you are honoring yourself and you are doing things to improve your physical body and your mental health. And I'm just so proud of you. So if nobody's told you today, I am so proud of you and you are wonderful and you're valuable and you have so much to offer this world and i just love watching you shine all right my love i hope you have a wonderful day quick reminder one more time please leave a rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast and i will talk to you next time bye